Hi, welcome to the next episode of Humans of SDU. Today, you will hear me, Mishka, and Anna talking to Justin, the first alumnus in our podcast. We kick off the alumni series with him, and more are coming. Welcome, Justin. Thank you for accepting our invitation. Thanks for having me. Uh, well, we can just, just jump right into it. Uh, you're no longer a student, and that, that's a first. Uh, you're the first alumnus. So how is it for you? Just for me, as I just graduated last June, it was super weird when September rolled in and I did not go to uni. So how was it for you? <clears throat> well, um, yeah, I had some trouble adapting initially, um, basically because, you know, you have all this period of your life when you study and then suddenly you don't do that anymore. So you don't have any more classes, you don't have any more exams. Um, it's a different lifestyle. Suddenly you have to go from to work in the mornings, finish in the afternoon, and then you have to actually learn to stop thinking about it, right? School, it was okay to think about it on your own free time, probably encouraged, but doing that for work, it's not really healthy physically or mentally. So you have to learn to adapt. And I think everybody has issues with that. You mentioned that you have issues now, uh, learning to adapt to it. And also I think all of my friends that finish their courses, their masters and or their bachelors, they all had like anxieties in that period of time. Um, but yeah, I guess no one really prepares you for it that easily. Yeah. For you, it's been a year, right? Since you're from the university. Yeah, pretty so much a year. Did it get better over that year? Yeah, yeah. I mean, you learn to, I guess you learn, not necessarily learn, I, I would say you get used to it. And because apart from that, you don't really live your life any differently it's just that the different there's a different schedule and possibly a bit more heftier and suddenly you're committed to something or at least it feels like it so that would be the only change but apart from that don't really have to learn much i have to get up early <laughs> yeah see that's a problem but uh i learned it uh, i learned a trick uh, okay. i wanted to i wanted to actually get up early in the morning but i never could le- get up early and I didn't understand why some people couldn't, why some couldn't. And then someone told me that, well, probably it's because you don't really want to get up early in the morning. And I said, yeah, you're absolutely right. I don't want it. <laughs> it was like the secret is to do something in the morning what, what gets you excited. Like find something that gets you excited to do it and do it for like 10, 20 minutes until you get like fresh and like then your rational side of the brain kind of kicks in. If you have one. It really does work. Yeah, if you have one. <laughs> what are your morning excitements, guys? <laughs> Shower. Okay. It's <That's> exciting. <laughs> it's, it's warm, it's really. okay? <laughs> I'm more of an evening shower guy, I think, in the morning. Me too, me too. Both. Well, so what's your morning excitement, Justin? Mm, I realized that I needed to play a video game. In the morning? Yeah. Okay, well, my eyes are always barely open, so this sounds like a drastic method to oh, it. You know, you take 10 minutes off and something, but like you have something to look forward to. Mm-hmm. It's usually because if I'm, if I'm properly sober and awake, the thing that I want to do or try to do is like learn something or get handy or do something like that. But if you're in the morning and it's cold outside and it's cold out of bed, then you don't really want to do that. That's true. <laughs> Yesterday, I woke up and I said, okay, tomorrow morning I want to get out and go for like a light jog 15 20 minutes like at 6 a.m i got out of bed and i was out of bed and i looked outside and the moment i realized that i want to go for a jog i said i don't know i want to go for a jog <laughs> you realize 
you live in Denmark? <laughs> Not really. It's just, you know, it's horrible to like, actually leave the comfort of your own bed, right? It's not that uh, I think people have this bad uh, approach sometimes this sort of what's it called hustler mentality where people try to force themselves to like grind to do something to work to constantly but the fact that you don't like doing it kind of shows that maybe that's not what you need to do right like no one says you have to like it all the time but if you hate it all the time probably have an issue <laughs> So video games it is in the morning. Yeah. But isn't it like that? Then you have to actually get up extra early just to play the video game. Because I would see it as a, like a, something which makes me, I don't know, mm-hmm. just steals those sl- hours or minutes of sleep from me. Isn't it hard ten, to just yeah. stop after the 10 or 15 minutes? Not really. I mean, it's. I guess it's exciting to play for a bit if you think about it. Because, you know, you don't have to do much to play a video game. Like the entertainment's there. But... I guess you get bored pretty fast of it. Uh, it used to be entertaining when we were kids, but nowadays I don't find it that interesting anymore. Because, <laughs> you know, it's basically locked. You don't get to do whatever you want there. So Still, the technology hasn't advanced that much. <laughs> no, when they have like uh, the brain chips, that's when it's going to be harder. Oh, well, yeah. <laughs> okay, so if you're... If you're not at work and you actually manage to get out of bed, so what do you want to do? You said you want to learn something or be handy. So what what is it that you do? What in you the mornings in? or? Yeah, like generally. Mm, I think, well, easiest example is like in the past, I think two to three weeks, I've been learning 3D designing in the morning, for example, or um, playing with some computer simulations. So that's it. But the computer simulations are well a bitch (laughs) no because uh it's it's i have to learn a lot of stuff or like you have to learn and it's not really pleasant to learn like a lot of people say that it's they like learning i i don't (laughs) i like to know things and i like to be able to do things but the actual process of learning and hitting steps along the way every step of the way is frustrating and annoying (laughs) (laughs) yep Something encouraging for all the students. <laughs> but that's like the thing. You have to be aware that it's annoying and mm. it's not pleasant and you still want to do it. Even then, after you figure that out, you still want to do it. Maybe you're onto something. But yeah, simulation is not going too well. <laughs> but okay, simulation and 3D design was the first thing you said, right? Yeah. So what is it that your background is? This- Sounds very technical. My background. Like, yeah, yeah, like your education. Um, I have a bachelor's in computer science Mm -hmm. and a master's uh, from SDU in, I think the name was computational biomedicine. Okay. Okay, what does it mean? (laughs) Which part of it? (laughs) The the second one, the the master's. The one you can't Uh, repeat already. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So the computational biomedicine or bioinformatics, as I usually call it, it's basically applying computational methods to biological data um, in the hopes of discovering new things. For example, new drugs, new treatment, figuring out different effects of how the body is affected under different diseases, how we can treat them, all those sorts of stuff, basically with the help of computers now that we have so many of them. So it's basically big data applied to that. And there's a lot of sub branches of it, so I wouldn't be able to 
highlight all of them, but depending on which part of the metabolism of an organism you want to look into, then you have different branching out of them and different technologies and different tool sets altogether. So it's quite fast, I would say. Do you have a special branch of the organism that you work with? The organism? Mm -hmm. um, well, in my master's, I focused more on quantitative analysis of mm -hmm. proteins. Uh, more specifically, I was developing a tool for um, making it easier for researchers to analyze uh, proteins and how they modify um, under different experiments in a quantitative way. Uh, yeah, that was basically for my master thesis. But yeah, the, nowadays I'm looking more into neuroinformatics and uh, trying to see how simulations can be used to actually model how the human neurons work um, for different diseases. Specifically, mm -hmm. I'm more interested personally in the, the neurodegenerative ones like Parkinson's or um, yeah, mainly Parkinson's so far. <laughs> That was a long list. Yeah. <laughs> that it one's not your fancy, apparently. <laughs> it is a list only with one element, but you know. Still a list. Uh, so that's what you do now? Is that what your job is about? No, my job is related to drones. Okay, well, <laughs> how, did you, how did it bring you there? Uh, good question. Um, basically, I, was, I started working for the startup in Onsim while I was a student, mm -hmm. while I was doing my master's. And then I continue working for them in the meantime. Okay. So the neuroscience part, that's just in your like leisure time, what you do? Yeah. Oh, okay. Um, yeah. The, the drone thing, the drone job that I have, uh, it's, I guess, the same as what I was doing in my master's, only the domain is different. But the same t skill sets. Mm -hmm. so only you don't examine bodies, but drones, flying machines. <laughs> okay. Oh, yeah. yeah, something like that. So I guess it just goes to show how the same skill set can go very different in domain application. Mm -hmm. That's very encouraging. Yeah, if you if you, I guess if you go at it the right way, maybe intentional or not, you can end up like that. For example, mathematics, physics, chemistry; these are all domains that, if you look at it practically, you have a lot of applicability to it. You can look into right. And now us, humanities and social sciences, we can just try. <laughs> it's the same thing, quite a, quite a bit, if you think See? about it. Oh, I mean, can you hear that? <laughs> See, here. <laughs> yep. Okay, so it seems like you're really handy, both in like, your work, but mm. then also in like practical life. Because I know you were you work a lot on your car. Well, I wouldn't call it a lot. It's not that broken all the time. <laughs> <laughs> So you only work on it when it's broken. Uh, usually I fix something and something else breaks, but that's a different story. But uh, yeah, I, I, I do like to do things by myself in the, or not necessarily by myself. I guess the problem is I don't like having a problem that I don't know how to solve because, well, if you don't know it, you don't really have control over it to an extent. So I like to know how to fix it. And that's how I started learning how to be a mechanic. <laughs> So again, that's something that you're just self-taught. Yeah, I'm learning online, basically. I mean online. If I have a problem, I mm, Google a lot, YouTube videos. Like You have so much information nowadays that the practicality of it is so easy to achieve. 
and actually related to this, I had a discussion with my dad because growing up, well, in Romania, it, there's this cult of like guys have to be handy or you have to be handy depending on what socioeconomic background you come from. And my dad tried all the time to get me to learn about cars, but I'm a seven-year-old. I don't really know what an internal combustion engine is, what it does, and how it functions. So I was not really interested in all of that, <laughs> or I couldn't understand it. But now it's a different story. Uh, you know, once you actually have something, in this case, a car, out of necessity or out of uh, your own desire, then it becomes relevant, right? So that's when you actually can learn easier mm. by your own accord and the fact that you have internet is quite a big advantage but now you don't have your dad by your side who would show you what and how <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's, why, that's why i have the internet yeah, yeah, yeah i wanted to ask if you're like calling your dad like dad <laughs> it's <Yeah>. broke <laughs> yeah i still call him um especially for cases when i ex i really don't know like what could be the case and like i need someone that might have uh uh you know, like a, a bit of an input or an idea, not necessarily exactly how to do it, because of course, like every model is different of a car, but you know, the basic principle and the, um, what's it called? Not finesse, but um, the feeling of it, hmm. the intuition. Let's say. Okay. Yeah. And if not, I just call him. So he has something to <laughs> listen to. Okay. So it makes him happy that you ask for advice. Yeah, I think so. That's yeah. nice. <laughs> Like a shared bit of, hobby, bit of bonding, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I think with moms, usually you bond over social stuff. With dads, you bond over concrete, I guess. <laughs> I mean, with my, dad, it, with my dad, it's orchids, so. It's orchids? Yeah. Well, see, but it's still a concrete thing. Oh. It's not social. <laughs> <laughs> not concrete, like concrete. Yeah. That's what I was thinking first. It's a concrete yeah. thing, like, okay. <laughs> We're thinking very industrial, but... Mm -hmm. <laughs> Fine. Okay, so you have, oh, there's work, there's drones, there's Parkinson's, there's stars. So what else do you do? Mm, I do social dancing. Okay. But you know that. What is social dancing? I but don't know Nobody that. else knows that. I'm a very undancer. What is social dancing? Uh, basically, social dancing is when you meet up with people to dance a specific type of dance, like a style, mm -hmm. particularly for social purposes. So while you have... Okay dancing in clubs let's say on fridays saturdays and whatever where there's no real like emphasis on any technique or stuff and then you have on the opposite <laughs> side competitive dancing which is purely on that then you have the sort of social stuff where you know you meet you dance with partners and the emphasis is both on the social part and mm -hmm, on the mm -hmm. technique part so can you do every type of dance like social dancing activity mm, no um I guess you would have to spend a lot of time for that. Mm. What's your favorite then? Um, my favorite, I would say, I mean, I'm, I practice bachata and kizomba, basically. So mm -hmm. I guess those are the two favorites. Okay. So there is a place to go in Odense? Mm, places to go? Mm -hmm. In Odense, yeah. yeah. yeah we, have, um, we have the OSAF, the Odense Salsa School, mm -hmm. where we have Latin dances, but then... You can also try, I know, um, what's it called, Northern American School of Dances, like Swing, Lindy Hop. Mm -hmm. uh, Which is fun. Yeah, <laughs> I actually fun. tried that too. Nice. Yeah, uh, but you can also try that, but that one's at a different school, and I think it's called the Ugly Duckling or Swing in Shoes. Yeah, Swing I'm not in. sure. Yeah, Swing in Shoes. So it's, I guess you can consider them rival gangs, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> different people. 
<laughs> I just picture them. Sorry, just picture them with the, with the shoes, you know, like with, with the, the heels, shoes. just like I going against. I would <laughs> expected more that they would have a sick dance off in some way, <laughs> not shoes. Okay, I'm sorry. I was thinking more violent. <laughs> yeah, well, uh, what's on your mind? <laughs> But what 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 do you like about social dancing? Why social dancing? Mm, I think I I actually started off social dancing um, I, as a challenge for myself. Uh, the first time I went there, uh, a friend of mine, she, she asked me if I wanted to try it out and I said, sure. I was very nervous. Well, because I never danced before. So the fact that I was nervous made me kind of want to do it more. So I just went there and, you know, participate in the beginner class. And then the more I stayed there, the more I realized that it made me nervous. The whole idea that some people can do that, right. And like be so calm and relaxed doing it for me, that was something I guess different. To an extent so I just kept going initially for that but then as I went along I learned more about myself about other people and I learned quite a lot in different aspects just from this let's say hobby mm-hmm. uh, I ended up I guess quite mature in some other aspects that I didn't expect mm. so that would be I guess for anyone that wants to learn I guess other things try that <laughs> push something <laughs> yeah that sounds like a good thing so because you probably change a lot of part like a dancing partners and yeah you just i think meet. you learn to connect that mm. actually that is the word that we use in general it's like a connection so you actually learn first of all to i guess cater to people because in at least in my perspective when i dance it's not about me specifically uh, or how it looks to other people it's more about the partner and the connection you have and mm-hmm. whether or not the other person is enjoying the dance Uh, and whether you're not having fun so of course if i'm enjoying it probably i give up a different i give out a different feeling and the other person is going to enjoy themselves also and the likewise if they're enjoying themselves i'm going to also um but you learn that but then also you might have situations where no matter what you do and no matter you know how relaxed you are it's going to be a bad dance right and you have to either like you have to accept that also right to let it go so that's kind of like an interesting part that you have to learn over it to give in for the social thing okay so it's like so leading is not leading is hard not because of the technique necessarily but because of the fact that you need to connect and with the other one yeah um i would say both depending on uh, your perspective i haven't done much following i tried following a couple of times um but i would say that from a from my perspective as a leader the difficulty comes from the fact that you have to be aware of multiple things at once um, and you can't focus on just one thing at least when you're not knowing that thing once you actually get a grasp of different uh, the different topics and different aspects of it then it becomes easier while for a follower uh, if you're following you have to be focused mostly on what's happening then and there like mm-hmm. um, from the leader so it's it's different mentalities and actually I, I'm pretty sure that it's different because Every time I tried to follow, after I tried switching back to leading in the same like time span of five to ten minutes, I had like a couple of minutes where I could not, I, yeah. I could not switch mindset. <laughs> Takes a while to. Yeah, I literally had to like mm. flip a switch. <laughs> okay. It was pretty interesting. But okay, well then you have danced for a couple of years. You have practiced. You have learned some skills. So you probably know how to do it. But then, what if you get like really bad? follower that just like doesn't know what to do and stuff so 
how does it work there is someone who just has no idea in that social mm -hmm. dancing event mm, well usually we have beginner classes mm -hmm. where people go and try out and then if you're not um, yeah you, you go and you try out the dance and the beginner stuff and of course you are going to dance with people if you want to or if they ask you people that might not be as let's say good as you or like up your expectations let's say some people might have this issue mm, I think an important part is actually to learn to read the other person in that sense right to see if they're comfortable if they're uh, having a good time right and that goes into it like if you can if you cannot do that then you'll have a hard time dancing with someone that is maybe a bit more inexperienced mm -hmm. but if you become good at it you should be able to tune yourself down to the other person because the social part is just as much of it as the technical part okay so you think there is always more. a chance there is always a way how to connect with the other person i would hope so but he's good at it in that sense but has I, it guess, I guess say he's good at it <laughs> <laughs> has it happened to you that you just couldn't that yeah, there was of a course person? Yeah, yeah okay yeah. but it's not uh, it depends a lot on a lot of factors it depends mm -hmm. on yourself on that day maybe you're just not feeling it Yep. Or maybe there's literally no chemistry between mm. the people. So that's a huge factor also. Okay. okay, okay. Oh, yeah. I was always wondering how it works. I was like, so random dancing with like random people. It's like, <laughs> it's nothing I know from my dancing <laughs> classes back in Czech when you just have the one person and <laughs> you go. <laughs> it is quite difficult to explain, I think, to people. Because hmm. every time you talk about it, I feel like it comes off as someone that is like, I guess cultist or spiritual <laughs> like in a sense like you, you okay. start talking about this thing and you get excited and you explain about connecting to people and uh, how you read them and how they read you and stuff like that and of course to someone that doesn't know exactly what you're talking about and maybe doesn't have the context of the word it sounds like you're <laughs> you're in the cult yeah possibly <laughs> well welcome <laughs> this is our first was the end. <laughs> <laughs> this is our first cult we're promoting so well, before the alarm goes out. <laughs> That's just the fixed time. I'm counting the hours. <laughs> okay. I was wondering whether I could ask for the stories behind your tattoos. Because I can see you have a few. Uh, yeah, sure. Um, well, the, the colored one. This is mostly about uh, people that I've met. Like a sort of commemorative tattoo. Mm -hmm. um, and then basically to remind myself to appreciate the people around me because they might leave soon for different reasons and the one on the right is more about um, I guess also being um, I know it sounds cliche but true to yourself to an extent okay what is that on the right hand? Um, it is based on a it is from a story of uh, uh, basically a young teenager uh -huh. who was always I guess scared or um, not really scared he was in the story the, the story that goes that he was bullied and then he got rescued or like helped by someone that was passing by coincidentally that person happened to be a boxer and he did not have the best I guess opinion about these people initially but then after the incident happened he got more curious about it and as it goes along um, he got hooked on it also and he started practicing it the the interesting part about the story is basically 
that um, what I found interesting is the storytelling in, in it, basically. There is no one person that is evil. Everybody in that um, anime has their own backstory and their own um, motives for doing things. And that's what I liked about it the most, that uh, you can initially it shows you off the other person as being evil or they definitely wanted to do you harm in some way but then if you look into it you realize that everybody's just trying to do their best in some way or another well should we even ask about the live hack or I don't know. this is it <laughs> but are you gonna continue or do you say you're done with the tattoos mm. not not like those specifically but if you're gonna have some mm, probably some i think Usually I end up doing one whenever something happens, like when, not necessarily something happens, but when I come to like a conclusion relating a specific topic, let's say that I have questions or doubts about. So probably we'll get more at some point. <laughs> we can have a follow-up then. Yeah, <laughs> so 20 years you? later. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I hope we'll still be doing it. Doesn't this. take that long to come up to a conclusion. <laughs> oh, well, you know, like you have to have a lot of them. <laughs> true, true. Yeah, yeah, true. Yeah, so that it's worth it, the episode, right? Yeah. About one touch, <laughs> nothing. So far, it's been almost one every year. So I guess okay. every spring I had mm. a different epiphany. But I think maybe it's something to do with the nice weather. Oh, well, is it inspiring? <laughs> I think so, yeah. I really like the mornings here in Denmark, um, in spring specifically, because uh, they're cold, but like you have still mist around. So it's cold but wet at the same time. Um, I don't know. Possibly it's just that I like mornings in the spring. <laughs> Sounds nice. Yeah. So well, just then before we cut you off, <laughs> <laughs> before your watch cuts us off. Yes. <laughs> um, first, is there anything else you would like to share with us? This is a safe space. <laughs> <laughs> this is a safe. <laughs> Now it's time to talk about the death cat. (laughs) 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 If not, not Mishka has a last question. Okay, so this is something we ask everybody. Mm. So what is your life hack? Something that helps you get through life a bit easier. Except Mm. for the things you already mentioned. (laughs) It was a lot. Um, I guess it depends. Like the... The meta hack, or like the thing that like you, the thing that I always fall back on. However, mm. you understand that we've had various ones from these to think how to brush your teeth. So, <laughs> spoiler: it's on the toilet. Yeah. What's on the, to- what's on the toilet? No, you brush your teeth while you're on the toilet to so. save the time. Yeah. <laughs> what? <laughs> so it can be it can be really anything that comes of to course, mind. Obviously, that person is wrong. You're supposed to do it while you shower, not when you're on the toilet. <laughs> Well, <laughs> you just let him know. Just discuss when he comes back. <laughs> gonna have a debate with that. I can't really tell. I guess it's easier to. It's you're gonna have a hot, uh, much happier time if you focus on the good things. No matter how hard it might be at, at the end of it, if you do that, then I think you generally will have a more pleasant experience in general. Mm. So that would be my my advice. I think that's great, and I think we're done. Yeah, I think <laughs> on this positive note, we can just wrap it up. Okay, so thank you, Justin, no problem. for introducing us to your cult. <laughs> <laughs> we're definitely not gonna join. <laughs> 
Hi, Just speak for yourself, okay? Yeah, <laughs> yeah thanks yeah, for a nice talk. That's all for today. See you next Wednesday for a new episode. Check out our Facebook and Instagram pages in the meantime. And listen to some other episodes as well while we wait for a brand new story. Have a great week!